You're now listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. A Place of Refuge vision is to cause people to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's Word. For more information, please stop by our website at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Now, here's today's message already in progress. If you're not being led by the Spirit of God as a child of God, biblically speaking, you're quenching the Spirit. Let's just, let's just look at the short verse in First uh, Thessalonians chapter 5. In verse 19, in reference to quenching the Spirit. 1 Thessalonians 5 and 19. Where Paul just simply said to the church of Thessalonica, which is prophetic to us. Ready? 1 Thessalonians 5 and 19. Do not quench the Spirit. When you quench the Spirit, you are hindering Him from completing a process that is essential and significant for your life. Now, I'm going to break down what I just said a little bit more. When you quench the Spirit of God, you're stopping Him from taking you down a path that leads to you being blessed. You're stopping Him from taking you down a path that not only leads you to being blessed, but in certain cases, that path was, was the way to you being healed. That path was the way to you being debt free. He, he, he had you on the path, but you quenched or hindered the process and so basically you messed up your own healing messed up your own blessing and that's the reason here in 1 Thessalonians 5 and 19 he, he, he admonishes the church look don't or do not quench the spirit don't stop him when he's taking you to a place. And sometimes he's taking us to a place that we don't ask him to take us to. Lord help me. And then he starts taking you down a, uh, down a path that's going to be a help to you. But then something happens that causes you to quench the spirit. Now, one of the things that can happen 
is that you start oscillating. And let me break down oscillating. You, you start getting to the point to where you start comparing what the Spirit of God is doing to what people are saying, your opinions, your feelings, theories, and so forth. Well, God telling me to do this, but it seemed like this theory is telling me to do something else. And so you start oscillating or you start comparing God with other things or other people. Bottom line, according to James 1, you start being double-minded. You start trying to figure out, is God right or this theory right? Is God right or is what I'm feeling right? You start being double-minded. And when you do that, you're quenching the spirit. He started you on a process, but now the, the, it has been hindered or stopped because you have allowed your feelings or the opinions of others to get in the way. You quench the spirit. And what happens when that takes place is that the spirit cannot produce benefits or results because of your oscillating. He can't do it. He can't finish what he started because of you. And that's the reason, again, Paul said to the church of Thessalonica, look at it, 1 Thessalonians 5 and 19, quench not the spirit. Don't do it. Do not quench the spirit. And notice the implication is they had the power not to. They had the ability not to quench it. We possess the same thing that the church of Thessalonica possessed at the time. They had the ability or capacity not to quench the spirit and touch yourself and say, you child of God. Have the capacity to do likewise. And so we have to consider closely what Paul said here in Romans 8 and 14. For as Many 
as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons or daughters of God. For as many. There's a lot of folks that are led by the Spirit of God. A lot of folks believe John 16 and 13, which states, when he, the Spirit of truth, who is synonymous with the Spirit of God, comes, he'll guide you, not just into church truth, but into all truth. Truth about your life, truth about your health, truth about your family, truth about who you should or shouldn't believe, truth about your own opinions, your own, he'll guide you into how much truth? As a child of God, you got to believe that. You got to believe it to the point to where you do not be and just only do church stuff or Bible stuff when you come to church. This has to be a lifestyle. You have to live this 24-7. This Bible cannot just be a church thing. It's got to be a life thing. You got to get it embedded in your thoughts, your words, and your deeds. Notice he, he says you, you have to be led. You have to be led by the Spirit of God. And as a free moral agent, you have to understand first and foremost is your choice. God ain't about bending your arm to make you do. God will never show up at your house and beg you to do what he's telling you to do. That is not going to happen. Now, church folks will show up at your house and beg you. And some folks expect you to beg. I've had folks that said, well, I just expected you to such and such. Well, why, why did you expect that? Is it Bible, the reason you expected it? Or is it just what you believe as a religious person? Or you want me to be like everybody else? You have to be led by the Spirit of God, but it's your choice. Your choice. God ain't begging nobody. God ain't making nobody. You can, you can leave right now. Go to a little package store and get a drink. Yeah, because God created you a free moral agent. Right? You got to choose to be to be led. And, and when you choose to be led, that, that means that first, when it comes to the Spirit, you are looking for Him to influence or persuade you. And you're going to follow. You're looking for Him to prick your heart about stuff. 
You, you expect him to talk to you about your, your health, your situation, your service. You, you, just, you just expect. And, and, when, and when you're connected to the Lord, you're looking for it. You're looking for him to say something. You're looking for him to say something directly or indirectly. You're not, you're not a sinner saying, well, maybe he's going to talk. No, you're looking for him to talk to you because that's what he promised. He promised he was going to talk to you. He promised he would guide you or the Holy Spirit would guide you. And how much truth? And 2 Corinthians 1 and 20 says all of the promises of God in him are? And what else? Amen. So be it. Let it happen. Let it take place. I hope God talks. No, you, 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 spit, you are a child of God. You ain't hoping he talk to you. You know he going to talk to you. When you ain't hearing, when you ain't hearing, you going to him and say, Lord, I, 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 I'm waiting for you to do what you said. You know, Lord, you said in Proverbs 3, 5 and following to acknowledge you. In all my ways, and here I am, I'm dealing with this stuff. Dealing with this situation. And so I don't want to lean to my own understanding. So come on, Lord. Show me what to do. Now that's Old Testament, but even in the Old Testament, they relied on God to give them direction. In every aspect of their life. You have to understand that to be led, you got to choose it. And then you secondly have to understand that when it comes to the Spirit of God, He is going to lead you. In a specific and unique way. It's going to be specific. How specific, Pastor? It's going to be according to that written and revealed word. It's going to be specifically according to his, his written and revealed word. Jesus said in Matthew 24 and 35, heaven and earth shall pass, but not my word. He's specifically going to tell you what to do based upon the written and revealed word of God. It's going to be unique. When something is, is unique in one sense, that means that it's one of a kind. Isaiah was so plain when he said in reference to God, his thoughts and his ways are not as ours. He said, I'm even going to tell you how different that they are. He said, as far as the heavens are from the earth, so are his thoughts. And so are his, his ways. His ways are unique. And see, so you have to understand that as a child of God. That if he's going to lead you, you, you can't expect him to be like Cousin Barney. 
or Dr. Meathead. You, you can't expect them to be like Dr. Meathead now. So you don't agree with Dr. Meathead until the Spirit of God gives you permission to do so. You can't be afraid to tell Cousin Barney that, look, that, I, ain't, I ain't doing that, Barney. When the Spirit tells you, don't do what Barney said. Why? Because when it comes to him leading you, he's going to be specific, which means he's going to do according to what? The writ and reveal word of God. He's going to be unique or one of a kind. He's going to do it his way. And say to your neighbor the best way. And the safest way. Is the Lord's way. Say that to somebody else. The best way. And the safest way. And so that's how you're going to be led. You're going to be led. That way. And and see you're going to stick to one way. Only way you're going to agree with anybody is if God leads you to do it. Only way, only way you're going to go another direction is if God tells you to. Everything you do is going to be based upon what he says. Because of what the word has revealed. He'll guide us into how much truth? Truth about your job. Well, how can you say that and God ain't? Oh, my dear. Look, God, I'm depressed. God be at your job before you get there. He be there before you even get there. Well, I, I tell you, I don't know if God know really what's going on. God know everything. He is omniscient. He know, he know everything. I like when the writer said he, he knows every hair. That falls from your head. You know I'm bald. But I, I, but hair still come up. I just shave it off. But even before I, even before I shave it off. Some drop. But guess who know about it. Knows everything. Will you tell somebody for me. God knows absolutely everything. About you. And whoever you connected with. Matter of fact, he knows about folk you're not even connected. He knows everything. Go country with me. Look at somebody that says, God knows everything. Everything. And so you have to be to the point to where you recognize who's leading you. You, you got to recognize that. Because, see, some folks who, who you're talking to, they're not going to recognize it. But you, as a child of God, you have to recognize it. You have to recognize it. Because that's who you're following. And, and you, you have to tell folks sometimes, to, well, look, I appreciate your opinion and I appreciate what you're saying. But before I can tell you yay or nay, I got to pray. I got to hear from heaven. I got to hear from God. You're you're not trying to insult their intelligence or their wisdom. You are just a son or daughter of God. And biblically, you are required 
to know what God wants you to do before you do anything. Unless you choose not to. And when you choose not to, God going to take his hands off of it. Why? Because you, because you made the decision by not being led by him. Fair play? How many understand so far? I got to go deeper. Y'all ready to go a little deeper? Notice what he says here in Romans 8 and 14 again. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons or daughters of God. We have to have a clear understanding of what a son, a daughter of God is based upon the text. A son, a daughter of God, ecclesiastically speaking, is a Christian. That belongs to God's church and is wholly submissive to the written and revealed will of God despite Things are people that opposes his will. You're just submissive. You're submissive to his written and revealed will, even though you know you're going to be opposed. People are going to think, talk, and act in contrast to what you believe. It's going to happen. But you're going to stay spirit led in the church and outside the church. And when you're mature and spirit led, you are not going to allow people to get you to act out of character. And if you find yourself behaving in a way that's in contrast to his will, you're going to stay biblical. You're going to swiftly repent and strive not to be back in that place. Because you know the worst place to be is out of the will of God. But look at somebody eye and eye and tell them the best place to be is in the will of God. Let me break down that long definition I gave y'all in reference to a son of God. When you are a son, a daughter of God, 
you are a mature Christian that daily thinks, talks, and does according to the written and revealed will of God. You're mature. You don't put away childish things. Folks try to pressure you. You don't allow that pressure to come. You, you're going to be led by God despite pressure, stress, opinion, feelings. Or uh, even folks uh, getting on your last nerve. And don't try to act like ain't nobody never got on your last nerve. You're going to remain in the will of God. Why? You're mature. You're grown. You know what 1 Corinthians 13 and 11 says because you're a product of it. You don't put away childish things. You don't allow immature things or people to govern your lifestyle. You're mature. You are governed by the Holy Spirit, which is governed by Jesus. Jesus said the Holy Spirit is going to speak what he tells them to speak. Going to do what he tells them to do. And who is Jesus? The Word. Written and revealed. How many are still with me? And it's important for us to understand, biblically speaking, that the Spirit of God or the Holy Spirit is all-knowing. You got somebody in you that knows everything. You have someone in you that is omnipotent or that possesses all power. That's who in you. Bottom line, the Holy Spirit is God. God in you. How can you say it's God in me? Because, because the only person that can be here with the same place at the same time is God. He in me is in you. He got to be God then. Because there's no way if, if he was not God, he can be in me and you. Holy Spirit is God. So he's in me and he's in you. And, and God, the Father, God, the Son, God, the Holy Spirit, are one. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit are one. And this one God is all-knowing, all-powerful, and sovereign. He in control. I don't care what folks say, he in control. The only reason you got, you got a right uh, as a person is because God gave you that. I like how David said it when he really understood uh, God in reference to heaven and earth. He said specifically concerning the earth in Psalm 24 and 1, the earth is whose? The Lord. And it's what? You know, God in charge of everything. God has the final say-so in everything. 
No matter how it looks, he's going to have the final say. So our job is just to trust that. Uh, trust him. And so I want to I deal with three scriptures. Three. In reference to the spirit. To just, to just make you not only see how awesome the spirit of God is. But to recognize that he is the one that's in you and is there to lead you. To lead you. To teach you how to live. Yeah, you, you, you don't let what you hear on TV tell you how to live. What they saying on the job, how to live. Even when... Even when uh, your doctor tells you, look, you're going to have to be taking this the rest of your... You don't accept nothing unless the Holy Spirit permission to accept. Whoo, I didn't get much help right here. Now, I don't know if y'all don't agree or not, but I'm, I'm just going to stick to the Bible. Y'all all right right in here? Y'all know I love you. I just didn't hear you. I can't see as good as I used to see, but easy or still working just fine. But let's start in, in the book of Daniel, chapter 4. I think I want to go to Daniel chapter 4. Lord have mercy. We're going to deal with this, and I'm going to be done. Believe it or not, up to now, I done laid a, a foundation so you could really be prepared for what I'm getting ready to, to lay out. All right, go, go to Daniel, the fourth chapter, and don't fake on me. Don't fake on me now. Go to Daniel. If you ain't got there yet, go to the table of context. You need to see this. This is very important. And, and watch the wording of, of Daniel 4 and 18 very carefully. Very, very important. Ready? Daniel 4 and 18. The king, this is King Nebuchadnezzar. He says, this dream our king Nebuchadnezzar had seen. Now you... Belteshazzar, who is Daniel, declare its interpretation. But notice what he says. This is what I want you to get. Since all the wise men of my kingdom are not able to make known to me the interpretation. Now notice what this man said. Everybody in my kingdom. He, he, done, he done tried to find Help from everybody in his kingdom and came up empty. Do y'all see that? But he says about Daniel, but you are able. And, and notice, notice the reason why he knows Daniel is, is able. For the spirit of the holy God is where? This man knew he had the Holy Spirit. And he knew because he had the Holy Spirit, even though everybody else had failed, everybody else couldn't do it, Daniel could. But notice, he knew it wasn't about Daniel, it was about the Spirit in Daniel. Do you understand when, when you run up against complete failure, you have the answer to what you need to do. On the inside of you. That ain't profound enough for y'all. 
That, that, that's powerful right there. Do you hear me? When you run into wall after wall and, and you're trying to get on the internet, figuring out what you, why are you wasting your time on Google or some other site? Look at this text. Now, this is a man, a king, that understood because you have God in you, you can tell me what I need to do. You can tell me what I need to know. This, this man is, is talking faith. It ain't, it ain't nothing. All he's talking right here is faith. The Bible says that we as just people are to live by what? What is faith? The substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. This man in the text, he, he's not just talking faith, he's talking biblical faith. Everybody in my kingdom didn't know, but you know. You know. And the reason you know is because of God on the inside of you. Say to your neighbor, the answers to all your problems resides on the inside of you. Ain't that amazing? All right, let's go further. Good God. Lord have mercy. Y'all all right? If you're all right, let go with me to Romans. We're going back to Romans, the eighth chapter, but I want you to consider verse 26. Lord, if I have to leave you happy and with this by myself, so be it. But you know I love everybody. Notice Romans 8 and 26. You holding on? You ready? Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses. Notice what he does. He helps when it comes to your weaknesses. He helps. He's not going to do everything for you, but he, he helps. How, how does he help? Let's rightly divide the word. He, he'll guide you, tell you exactly what you need to do about your weakness. He helps with your weaknesses, your frailties. He helps with what you need a remedy for. He helps with what you need a remedy for. He helps. How is he going to help me? Directly or indirectly? He can use somebody to tell you, look, this is what you need to do. And it's going to make it better. And that's just God using that person indirectly to help you. Or breaking it down further, he's fulfilling what he promised. The Spirit helps with our what? Weaknesses. 
He helps with our weaknesses. Now, now notice, um, and he didn't limit our weaknesses to mental, physical, emotional. He God. He all powerful. He can help. He can help us with every weakness we have. See, some of y'all ain't ready for that because you're not mature enough to believe that. See, when you're mature enough to believe a verse like this, no matter how severe that pain gets, you're going to be taught, God, God, God helping me and he's going to continue to help me. Oh, God, I know you're going to help me and this pain going to cease. He helps with our is he gonna is he gonna do everything? No. What he gonna but what he gonna do? He gonna help. Because the Holy Spirit, according to Jesus, one thing he is defined as is a helper. When the helper has come. That's what that's what he talked, that's what he called him the helper. See, Jesus is not gonna do everything for us. We are sons and daughters of God. That means we should have the mentality not to be God, but to be like him. God speaks healing into existence. Well, you as son, speak it too. God makes ways that mean you should make ways well how do I do it like God just do it according to his word just however he got it laid out in what is written or revealed that's how you do it God speaks and what he speaks manifests guess what if you like God if you are son of God if you are mature you can speak And do what the Lord tells you to do. And things will start to manifest. Oh, you don't receive that? Well, I don't know why you're in the church tonight. Because where you sitting right now, it was spoke before it ever came into being. Yes, it was. Some of you here tonight, when it, when it comes to how you got out of your predicament, it was spoke that it was going to happen. And that's the reason... You came out. Where does stuff like that come from? The Bible? Let there be light and there was? He helps us with our weaknesses. See, this body right here, this life right here, you're going to have some, some weaknesses. Yes, you are. You're going to go through some things. I say, you're going to go through some things. But if you rely on the Spirit of God to help you, he will. Say that to somebody. Don't seem like I'm getting through the way I want to get through. Just say to somebody, if you rely on the Spirit of God, he'll do just what the Word says. He'll help you. Give them this first clause one more time. We're just dealing with that first clause. The Spirit helps us with our what? Weaknesses. Now he goes on to talk about how a young church at the time did, 
didn't know how to pray as they ought. We don't have that problem. We know how to pray. We don't even have to go to that second clause. We know how to pray. Y'all know how to pray. Y'all know how to pray. Y'all know how to pray. Yeah, we know how to pray. But we want his help. We want his help. Lord, finna go and get this car. I need your help. Touch the mind of the of the uh, person that's gonna have the final say so. No, that salesman's gonna be going back and forth to somebody. He's just trying that like he got the final say. He ain't got no final say so. You pray for the one with the final say so. That salesman just going back and hold on for a minute. He's just going back and forth. We wanna we wanna make sure that God touched the one that's got the final say so. I mean, understanding what I'm saying. You got to expect God's help in the church and well. And, he, and, and I love what David said. He's a very present help. David said in time of need. But, but, but we, can, we can change that a little bit. Some of us can say, man, God is a very present help when you get sick. Man, God is a very present help. When, when you need some money right away. Man, God is a very present help when you need a word. Won't God help? So whenever you get to going through a weakness, a multiple weaknesses, ask him to help you. And wait on him to do it. Y'all still okay? Final scripture. I'm going to uh, 2 Corinthians. This is my final scripture. Thank God we're talking to mature children of God tonight. And I know we got babes in the room, but you got mature folks. They're going to help you with your situation. And so you, you, you're in a good place because you're around mature folks. It's going to help you get through what you go through. But 2 Corinthians 3 and verse 17. And again, as we have been doing, we need to notice the wording carefully. 2 Corinthians 3 and 17, you there? Notice. Now the Lord is the, help me. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is what? There's liberty. There's liberty. One little word for liberty is freedom. And Jesus done promised us the one thing that's going to keep us free. Truth. Romans what? 8, 31 and 32 in part. Truth for what? Make you free. That means every time some try to get you depressed, what you need to be looking for. Why? It's going to make you free. Every time somebody get on your last nerve, what you need to be looking for. Why? Every time you get a bad report and you, and you just feel like, oh, God, I just, it's just overwhelming. What you need to do? Look for truth. What truth going to do? Say to your neighbor, truth going to make you free. And guess what? You, you got truth that can make you free in you. Just let him lead you. Look at this verse one more time. It's, I, I keep thinking I'm, le- I'm losing y'all. Thank you for, for saying that a little loud that time. Thank you. 
But notice again, 2 Corinthians 3 and 17. Now, the Lord is the? And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is what? See, that's the reason you can't let let your unsaved kinfolk a folk who are in a backslidden condition allow their spirit to get on you. Or allow you, and when you, because if you allow their spirit to get on you, guess what you're going to do in reference to the spirit that is in you? Quench it. You got to stay free. You can't allow what somebody is saying to you to cause you to get bound. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is... You're free. You're free. And again, whenever you run into something that's trying to get you bound, depending on truth, the truth will make you what? Free. It, we ain't talking about no set free. We're talking about make you free. The truth will cause something to happen. That's, that's the reason we should never walk around in bondage. We, we should, when you become mature, you don't say stupid stuff like, I don't know what I'm going to do. You got your guide on the inside of you. And you're going to say something dumb like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, I, that, was, that may have been too hard for some of y'all. I was rolling, I was rolling. Was, did that offend y'all? I know y'all been in a little way tonight. Did that offend y'all? They may not talk to me, right? Y'all mind asking? Did did if I offended them tonight? Did I? Some of them ain't even looking at me. I, I don't. See, when you when you are a mature child of God, it's just certain things that, uh, in times past, were part of your vocabulary. They no longer exist in your life. You, you ain't going to be saying that like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Yeah, you do know what you're going to do. You got, you got somebody on you that know every, somebody in you that knows how much. He's going to tell you what to do. Man, I don't know if I'm going to be able to handle it. Is that what he told you? Well, if he didn't tell you that and he's the one supposed to be leading you, why are you saying that, that stuff? Notice how I didn't say. <laughs> say to your neighbor, he will guide you, will guide you. in all truth. No. You just have to be mature and allow him to do it. I'm done.